Hello and welcome to the Level Up Podcast. This is Tommy Beal and today I'm joined by an extremely exciting guest. Um, we, I met him in a real funny way. I don't want to jump into it because it's a little bit of a long story. But if you leave a comment on SoundCloud, I'll tell you, I'll tell you how, how we met if you ask. But anyways, this guy is amazing. His name is Gil. And he's 65 years old, he has cool tattoos, and the biggest mustache I've ever seen in person. (laughs) So, Gil started his own high-end circuit breaker distribution company back in 1996, after someone gave him some painfully honest advice. Now, 22 years later, the business is is hot, and Gil is having fun. (laughs) I brought him on to talk to you today because... I think Gil really lives with passion, and I think you can really see it in his eyes, and you're going to hear it in his voice. So, I've got a few... So, first off, welcome, Gil. (laughs) Thank you, Tommy. Thank you so much for joining. Um, So, first off, the first question I wanted to ask you was... Because we got to talk a little bit, and I got to know you some, so I pulled out some good questions that I thought would be good to ask you. All right. And I want... While while we're talking, I want you to visualize that there is someone here who's sitting... Here with us, and let's say it's a girl, and she's 19 years old, and we're talking so that we can help her figure out what to do with her life. Okay. Okay. So, when you were 10 years old, what did you learn about money? It was nice to have. <laughs> it was nice to have some in your pocket at all times, because uh-huh. you never never knew when uh, when the gang was headed down to the little corner store to, to get candy bars, uh-huh. and. Um, some guys learned how to shoplift, and other guys learned how to, how to talk their mom into giving them more money. <laughs> and uh, what I did is I went and uh, started a business, and I earned my money. So I always had an extreme amount of money in my pocket. <laughs> what type of business did you do? Well, I, uh, I was just a, a, a miniature handyman. I was 10 years old, and I had a bicycle, and I could get around town pretty well. Uh-huh. And I ran an uh, article in what was then the Los Altos Town Crier. Came out every Wednesday. And it was a, a free paper. And cost money to put ads in there. Uh-huh. But it didn't cost much at all. Just pennies. And I put an ad in that little town crier for, um, for help around the house, around the yard. 50 cents an hour. Uh-huh. I'll do whatever, whatever you think I can handle. 50 cents an hour. <laughs> so I got, I got jobs... Uh, uh, Picking apricots, cutting apricots for, for putting them in the drying racks to, for, for drying them out, and helping um, older women uh, can them, put them in the in the ball glass <laughs> glass jars, you know, for canning. Uh-huh. Help help them do that. Help the uh, help ladies clear out their garages, all kinds of things. All the odds and mow lawns. And you found also that by working extra hard in the same amount of time, you can make more money. I actually right? made more more money on tips than I did on my my fifty cent an hour fee that I was charging. Uh-huh. That, was, that was always pretty good, so it paid to smile and be nice to people. <laughs> so I learned about service. Mm. Learned about service. Wow. And service service gained, gained more money. Mm-hmm. I gained a good reputation for myself. Um, hmm. Pretty soon I didn't have to run that ad anymore. Oh, really? I had uh, enough work to keep me busy wow. for every, every moment I had available. Uh-huh. So it was, wow. uh, it was quite the experience. Yeah, that's really awesome. I think you learned some really key things that stuck with you for, for a while since then. Absolutely. So then when you got a little bit older, 
I know you got into alcohol and drugs. Do you want to talk a little bit about that and how you eventually stopped? <laughs> There's, that's a long story. <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a whole lifetime. Uh-huh. Well, maybe you could tell us a little bit about the beginning and a little bit about the end. Yeah, the, it was, uh, it was real, really, really easy to get started on, on drugs back then. That was uh, you know, in the 60s. Yeah, early early mid '60s. So there's uh, there's a lot of a lot of uh, drug use in the area here in the San Francisco Bay Area, uh-huh. and uh, I fell right in right in with all the all the rest of the gang, drinking and drugging. Uh, it was just uh, it was a riot. I loved it. I loved getting getting wasted. I just fell in love with it from the very first time, uh-huh. and uh, it helped quite a bit. Helped fuel my addiction. Uh-huh. Fuel my problems was. Uh, the fact that my mom was dying of cancer, she was, uh, oh, wow. she was, uh, let's see, I guess, I guess you'd call it, uh, she was given like six months to live when I was 15 years old. Wow. So we figured mom would be gone in, you know, within the next year. Wow. But uh, my dad, my brother, and I all rallied together and did the best we could to take care of her. And actually, with, uh, with some help from a, a family physician, uh-huh. And uh, Dr. Contreras down in Mexico, we were able to smuggle in some some uh, vitamin B17. They called it Laetrile, made from apricot pits. Uh-huh. And uh, my mother actually lived for six more years instead of six more months. Because of that? I have, that's what we claim. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's hard to say. Yeah. It's hard to say for sure, but the, uh, the medical profession wouldn't recognize that as a... a as a cure for anything or, or anything more than maybe just a vitamin. So they yeah. call it vitamin B17. Uh, uh, actually, uh, uh, the physician actually lost his license to practice in California because he was administering this, this vitamin B17 while my mother was still in Stanford Hospital. Oh, wow. And uh, my mother was given an ultimatum. She either had to uh, stop having this doctor come and see her uh-huh. or she was going to have to leave Stanford Hospital. Wow. So she pretty much got kicked out of Stanford Hospital. Wow. We, we took her home. Uh, at that time, I was I was just about out of high school, so it was, it was pretty good because I had a lot of time on my hands. So uh, my drug addiction just just flared at that time. Mm-hmm. It was just a, just an emotional, big emotional thing. Oh yeah. We had a very tight family, big, very close family, the four of us. Mm. And when that uh, when that hit, everything went south. Everything wow. went bad. And then when you when you got to about thirty is when. You decided to Well, yeah, it was, change, it was right? 1987. I was, was 34 years old. Uh-huh. And then uh, it wasn't the first time I tried to quit, but uh, really? it was the last time, mm. which is good. So, what did you do different this time? Uh, you know, I did, uh, I did what I was asked to do. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the 12-step fellowship. I hung around with the right people yeah. and uh, did what they told me to do. Uh-huh. And, mm. uh, it worked. It absolutely worked. Wow, wow, wow. So, you know, like 31 years later, yeah, here I am, still haven't touched a drink. Wow, that's awesome. Congratulations, 31 yeah, years. Yeah, it's amazing. It's and amazing that it happened. Uh, you know, all of us, I guess I'm called an old-timer now. <laughs> but, uh, we all talk, talk about that, how, you know, when, when we were younger, it was almost it was impossible to quit. Every, you know, the more you tried, the more miserable you became. Wow. And then finally, just one day, it just, it just hits you, and it, and it happens. Wow. You, know, God's, you let God come into your life. Yeah. A uh, big part of it, a huge part of it. And let God come into your life and listen to what He has to say. Hmm. Instead of doing it your way, you do it You do it someone else's way. Do it, do it God's way. Yeah. Come around to helping others. Wow. Uh, I found that helping other people 
was the best way to keep yourself occupied. Oh, really? And it also also helped helped you realize that that those people really needed your help because they were in a position that you were in years ago. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just the way uh, the way Alcoholics Anonymous works is people helping other people. Mm-hmm. And uh, God God is our higher power. Goals become unlimited. Mm. We can do whatever we want to do. Absolutely. And, uh, wow, that's a bit, that's a that's a big shift. That's that's pretty it was, amazing. It was incredible. This is an incredible life change. You know, big, big change in life. Completely changed my life. Changed yeah. My, my living conditions. You know, everything. Wow. And, uh, I was able to uh, to tell the truth on a regular basis and huh. be honest and loving and giving and and uh, it uh, paid off tenfold. Wow. Very, very strange. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So then let's fast forward a little bit. You're working your ass off for years, and you're getting nowhere. You've always wanted to be a manager at these different companies you're working at, but you could never get to it. Then someone <laughs> took you aside, and they gave you some brutal advice. What happened there? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was this, this gentleman. Um, he, was, uh, he was working in a middle management position at a in one of the larger corporations I was working for. And I could uh, I could make it through the branches. I was transferred from branch to branch to help the branches out, help them get profitable again. Yeah. And, um, you know, everybody seemed to like the way I did things and, and how I handled things. Uh-huh. And uh, I just uh, I kept my kept my nose clean and, and, and did a lot of work and, and did it well and did it efficiently mm-hmm. and taught others, you know, how to cut corners and... and uh, Make better use of their time. Mm. So this uh, this gentleman was here from from across the bay over there and at our headquarters, and he came over and pulled me aside, pulled me in an unused office, and shut the door. And he um, he asked me what my goal was. You know, what's what, what's my career goal? And he sat down, sat down, to have a chat, and, and I told him. I said, uh, Well, all these years I've been uh, been hoping I could work my way up the ladder in the in the electrical distribution world. <laughs> Pardon me. That's okay. And uh, <laughs> so he, t- he explained to me that, that I never, I was never going to make it. He says, and I said, well, "Why are you asking me? You know, why, why are we talking about this?" He says, "Well, I'd like to help you along." He says, "You've been a big asset to the company. You know, we've moved you around to different branches and different locations. You're, you're eager and willing to move to, to another town mm-hmm. and then help the branch that's struggling in that in that area." Mm. So I just wanted to see uh, you know where, where, where you were headed with your career. And he says, uh, so I want to, like, he says, I'm going to give you some information, and, and if uh, if you tell anybody that it came from me, I'm going to deny it. So just keep this between <laughs> you and I. So <laughs> all right, I get it. And he, uh, he told me, he says, Gil, he says, he says, uh, you'll never make it in, in, in a management position. You'll never make it in a position like myself. He says. Um, he says, you want to know why? I go, yeah. <laughs> he says, because you're, you're too understanding and you're too, too, too kind and gentle to the, um, the people that work with you and beneath you uh-huh. in lesser positions. He says, uh, you can't get that friendly with the, with, the, with the people that are working in those positions because uh-huh. they they'll hold you down. Because uh-huh. uh, you're much too truthful, much too honest. <laughs> he, says, he says, you can't always tell people the truth. Mm. And he goes, and that, that 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 takes me on to the other part part of the problem that you have is you'll never make it in middle management because middle management requires that you you paint a a, a rainbow picture for those above you for your bosses. <laughs> you tell them what they want to hear, not the truth. Mm. And he says, I know you know how to do it. <laughs> but, 
that. I also know that you won't. You're <laughs> 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 just so brutally honest with everything that you do. Wow. It's one of your one of your good traits and one of your one of your faults mm -hmm. also. You'll never make it into management with, with those two things working against you. So it's just, uh, unless you're willing to change in those those areas, you, you, you should find something else. Wow. Find a different direction. And that was pretty liberating for you to hear that. It was amazing because uh, I was wondering. I, I, I couldn't figure out why I couldn't get get promoted. Mm. I went from company to company and it just just wouldn't wouldn't pan out no matter where I went. Wow. He, he finally just you know, he pulled me aside because I'd worked for his company several times yeah. already now. Yeah. And he pulled me aside and just told me what he told me. Yeah. Just made it real clear that uh, I'm not cut out for a management position like that. Wow. You need to find something else. And then you then somehow the idea came to you that you might want to start your own company, right? Yeah, yeah. It broke my heart immediately, you know, right, <laughs> right there. All this, all this I've been wasting all this time working for this this position, and it's not now. Now I know it's not going to happen. Uh, I didn't know where I was headed. It felt a little bit lost. Yeah, there was. Yeah, and then it got me thinking. Got got me thinking about what what can I do then? What can I use? What can I use my talents? Yeah. Uh, where can I use my talents to, to their best uh, to their best usage? And uh, I figured, well, I can't seem to, to help these companies any more than I have. So maybe I just start my own company. Mm -hmm. I'll start doing things the way I think they should be done, mm -hmm. and uh, I'll self-train myself to be a manager mm -hmm. and run run the company myself mm -hmm. and see how it goes. And uh, so I did that. I started. Uh, I started a, a little electrical wholesale house myself, a little specialty electrical shop, uh -huh. and uh, for like you say, for, for 20 years, it's been working quite well. Wow. Uh, and at first, it was a little tricky to start because you had a lot of debt, right? It was <laughs> extremely hard. It was extremely hard. I had, uh, we had good credit. The wife and I had really good credit, uh -huh. and uh, we used it. <laughs> we used it to, to, to the tune of uh, about... Uh, what, what, what you say? It's like $78,000. Yeah, you said, yeah. It was like $78,000 worth of debt we were in. And uh, so the, the owner of this, uh, this electrical wholesale house wanted me to come to work for him. Uh -huh. And uh, I says, I can't come to work for you. And he says, what do you mean? I said, well, you can't afford me. And he starts, <laughs> he starts laughing. I mean, this is, this is, this is a guy who's, who's been a multi-millionaire, multi millionaire for many, many years, uh -huh. owns owns a giant electrical wholesale chain, uh -huh. and got something like 14 branches in California <laughs> alone, and uh, he says, what do you mean I can't afford you? <laughs> I says, well, I explained to him, as I need to have a super high salary to be able to pay off all this debt and, uh, and, and keep myself floating uh -huh. while I come to work for you. Goes well. What if we could? Uh, what if we could eliminate that debt? How much? How much could you? How much could you work for? How much? How much salary would get you by your, your daily living expenses? And I told him. He goes, Wow, we can do that. I said, okay, that sounds good to me. How, how do we get rid of that debt? He says, Well, I'm going to loan you. Give you a personal loan. I says, Really? You're going to personally loan me seventy-eight thousand dollars so that I can come to work for you? Wow. Goes, yeah. All the papers drawn up, and you can come by the branch tomorrow and get them signed and get you started. Wow! He worked out a deal, and he wanted you to work for five years at first. Yeah, right? well, it's a five-year deal. He wanted me to stay with the company for at least five years, and that was the term of the uh, the loan. <laughs> it was a five-year mm -hmm. loan, and he wanted me to work for the first company for at least five years. Yeah, and that was part of the deal. And I said, no problem. And I told him what he wanted me to do, and I was working with the branch manager to try to get his branch profitable again. Mm. And um, so I started, and everything was all great. I was just wonderful. I said, 
I says, now that we got this all, all settled, I says, you know that I've started my own business, right? Uh-huh. And he goes, yeah, I heard something about that. <laughs> he says, tell me, how, tell, me, tell me how that's affecting your time right now. Uh-huh. As well, I can let it take all of my time if I, if I let it. I says, you know, starting a new business is very, very time consuming. Yeah. And uh, it requires all, all somebody's attention all the time. So he said you could work for a certain amount every day, right? He arranged it so that so long as I gave him eight hours a day at his place, I could do whatever I wanted with my place. But you wouldn't give usually eight hours, though, right? No. It would usually be nine. Well, I, well, I, I wasn't an eight-hour guy. I always put in, put in whatever time it took to get the job done. Mm. So, so I was used to working ten hours a day. It's wow. just, just part of my nature. Just, as long as there's more to do, I'm going to keep doing it. And then what I think is really cool is that work that work ethic you kept up, not after five years, but after a year and a half, he <laughs> yeah. came to you. Yeah. He cut me loose after a year and a half. He says, go, <laughs> go run your own business. He says, you, you've done more than I've asked you to do already in a year and a half. He says, I, I don't believe how fast you got that accomplished. <laughs> I said, well, that's the way I roll. I said, why, why spread, spread, spread a year-and-a-half job out to five years? You'd have done sooner. He said, well, most people would have milked that and just <laughs> and worked for five years, got the debt paid off, and kept the job. He said, wow. You wouldn't got it all done. I love that. He says, go, go, go run your own business and uh, just make sure you pay me back what you owe me. I said, oh, well, no problem. And, uh, and then you, you paid him back. And I found what was really interesting is the person you gave the final check to right. said that this guy's done this with a few other people, and you were the first person yeah. to actually pay him back. I was quite, I was, I was quite surprised. The, uh, the, the the CFO of the company called me in to to, um, to make the final payment on that on that loan. Yeah, and uh, actually paid it off a little bit ahead of time. Oh really? But I came in and uh, made the final payment on that on the, the loan that this gentleman had given me. Shook my hand and he says, "Thank you very much." He says, "I'm quite surprised, Mr. Bergman. You've uh, you've, you've exceeded all of our expectations as, as far as your work ethic and your your, your skills here. And uh, it's, it's it's truly amazing that you've actually paid uh, paid us back in full." I said, "What do you mean?" <laughs> he says, "Well, out of all the personal loans that we've given out to people to help them out, so that they can they can work here." You're the first one to complete the payback wow. in the time allotted. Wow. So you're the only one that fulfilled the contract. The other ones all needed extensions or whatever. It's not that it's not that nobody paid us back. But they, yeah. says, but they didn't do it per the contract. Wow. They, they needed a couple more years. That's so interesting. To pay us back. And he says, you're the first one that did it per, per the original agreement. Yeah, that was so interesting. This is really. Wow, I, said, I must be special. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've got a, I got a quick question for you, and right. I think, I think this one intertwines. It shows that you, you really, you really take the job seriously. You're not like, if you're working somewhere, you're not like, oh, I'm working for eight hours. You're like, I'm doing something, and maybe it takes eight hours, maybe it takes more. I'm trying to get it done. So, how, how do you, what, I think, how do you view work and personal life? It's one and the same. As far as, as far as I've built it, yeah. built it up in, in my life. Um, One my, my my work is my life, and my my life is all uh, revolving around work and home. Mm. And we, we we go to work so that we can afford to spend more time with our family. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just it's kind of strange that uh, people separate the two. <laughs> I'm very fortunate that I love what I do. I mean, what, what I do is I help people. I help people find a solution for their electrical problems. Mm-hmm. As far as finding material or finding uh, finding uh, 
uh, processes or, or different methods to accomplish what they what they need to get done yeah. for their projects, and it's um, it's very rewarding. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of it can be done, uh, you know, uh, outside of work hours, you know, in the evening or uh, oh, really? weekends and whatnot. So I'm always I'm always working on something on the weekends or the evenings. Because uh -huh. you, know, you always, love it. People, yeah, and people feel comfortable calling me. Uh -huh. when they have emergencies on the weekends, which is great. I mean, they offer to pay me extra money yeah. for, for, for doing it for them, and uh, I feel special that they call me. Mm. <laughs> I feel very honored that they would call me oh, to yeah. help them with this project. And there's plenty of other people it. that could help them, but yeah. they'd rather work with me. And, uh, I, that, that, that is really I special. I appreciate that. I really appreciate that. It's, it's created a good relationship between myself and the customers. Uh -huh. That's awesome. So, so one final question for you. So let's say... There's, there's this 19-year-old girl sitting here, and she doesn't really know what to do with her life. She doesn't know if she should go to college or if she should try things out. And and let's say she she just had a boyfriend, but she broke up with him. And she just doesn't seem like things are going so good, and she doesn't know what to do with her life. What would you tell her? Just out of high school, lost. Uh -huh. is, that, is that the picture we're painting? Yeah, yeah. yeah something like that. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd, uh, I'd tell her to find a, take a piece of paper and write down what she enjoys doing. Hmm. Not work-wise, just life-wise. What, what are the things she really enjoys in life? Uh -huh. The things she enjoys doing. And then uh, after doing that, we try to find a, a position that pays pays her to do those things. Hmm. So it takes a little. It's kind of trick. It's kind of tricky. Uh -huh. I, I would uh, encourage her to, to to try to find some some way to earn money doing something she enjoys doing. There's mm -hmm. nothing worse than getting up in the morning and going, ah, crap, i got to go to work. <laughs> There's nothing worse than that feeling. Mm -hmm. You know, the Monday morning blues and all that. Mm -hmm. I just, it, you know, the, all throughout my career, I've, I've loved getting up in the morning and going to work. It's exciting for me because you learn something every single time. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm always able to help people in some way or another. Wow. And it's what I enjoy doing. So <laughs> doing what I enjoy doing, I'm getting paid to do it. I love it. So that's the first thing I would I would. I would tell somebody and tell, okay. tell, tell this youngster, I'd, I'd tell her to, to figure out what, what you enjoy doing, spending your time doing, and uh, find a type of job that, that, that has something to do with what you enjoy. Mm. That way you'll never, you'll never hate going to work. Mm. I love it. And it's, uh, it's wonderful to be able to make, make money doing something you enjoy doing, to be able to pave the way for you and your family to, to live a prosperous life. Mm. That's totally awesome. I, I love it. Thank you so much for, for talking with us today. Sure. And if someone wants to to check you out or something like that or see what your business does, do you think it'd be good to go to your website? Probably. No, website's pretty pretty much informational. Just it gives you our phone number, okay, <laughs> our address. Yeah, uh, a, we, we've broadened out, and we're not only selling electrical equipment, although that's our specialty. We uh, we provide products and, and and things for people regardless of what it is. If they're having a problem uh, finding something or getting something done, uh -huh. come and see me. We'll find a solution for you. Mm, okay. So just yeah. uh, probably get a hold of me at work. Just come on down to the shop or give a call down here. Okay. And that's SFO Reps. SFO Representatives. Representatives, yeah. And so the, the phone number and stuff, if they want to call you, would be com. Right? Right. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Gil. Right on, Appreciate Tom. it a lot. Thanks for coming by, Tom. My pleasure.